You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here on the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is Sunday, April 11th, 2021. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar in the game today. Go check them out at BuiltBar.com. All right, so uh, not great. Uh, not a great weekend for the Nationals. They were swept by the Dodgers. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about each game. We're going to break it all down. I will say this. I've got some gripes with how fans have been handling this season so far. A lot of upset people, a lot of unhappy people, and it's making me upset. I think everybody needs to take a step back. And I, Look, not a lot of Nationals fans, but some are angry. Fans of other teams are also angry. We need to kind of have a little conversation about how we uh, we should be reacting right now. So we'll start the podcast, talk about this weekend's games, and kind of the right way, in my opinion, to handle this struggle uh, so far it's been this season for the Nationals. All right, let's do it. The Nationals get swept by the Dodgers this weekend. Uh, they didn't score in two of the games, and in the middle game, it was really never that close. They were kind of blown out of the water offensively. Um, I'm going to start off by, by – let's go through the games first, and then we'll kind of we'll tackle the, the other issue at hand, and then we'll preview the, the upcoming series with the Cardinals. All right, so first game, Friday game, afternoon game, Walker Bueller against Joe Ross. It's Joe Ross's first start – since we saw him in the 2019 World Series. Good stuff from Joe Ross. Five innings, two hits, two walks, four Ks, no runs. 67 pitches. Good stuff. The difference was Justin Turner was the whole offense. Besides an A.J. Pollock single in this game, um, there really was not a whole lot of offense for the Dodgers. And in this game, Justin Turner goes three for three. He has the home run. Uh, in this game, that is the difference. Luis Avilan gave it up in the sixth inning. So it was tough to see. Um, you know, it, was, it was very difficult to see the Nationals struggle offensively. Uh, I, you know, I thought Walker Buehler was great. He gave up six hits, four Ks. Uh, he was good enough. But the Nationals, they were one for five with runners in scoring position and ultimately did not score. The real big difference was late in this game. Uh, obviously, it was Friday night, so I'm totally forgetting now, but I'm going back and looking right now. Um, the Nationals had guys on first and third. And I want to say this was, uh, let's see, I think it was, yeah, the eighth inning. So in the eighth inning, Hernan Perez gets on with a ground rule double. Then what happens is they put uh, Yadiel Hernandez into run. Uh, Victor Robles gets beats out a single down the line. Awesome bunt. So what happens in this situation here is that for some reason, Victor Robles ran. He talked about it afterwards and sent himself, and he's got to have more foresight than that because Trey Turner after that struck out swinging. They intentionally walked Juan Soto, and then uh, Ryan Zimmerman grounded into a fielder's choice, uh, and that was the end of the inning. The issue with this is a couple things. One, the Nationals don't have the protection available, and Victor Robles has to realize, hey, you got to give Juan and Trey a chance to drive you in. Um, and you can't just be making outs on the base pass like that. In a one nothing ball game, with the way this team is, is struggled, you can't put yourself in that opportunity. I know, I understand what you're trying to do. Get second, third, nobody out. But, look, ground ball there, you know, up the middle, they still score a run, right? I mean, they still score a run, tie the game up, and... 
Um, you know, even if it's double play, they still tie a game up. He took that out of there, man. He, he took that. He took that opportunity out of the way for the Nationals, and that's really bad uh, because at that point, with with Trey and Juan, you know, if one of them messes up, well, you know, if they walk Juan, great. Usually, there's a Josh Bell or there's a Kyle Schwarber. There's somebody in there to help out with that offensive load. And there's nobody there to help out with that right now because all they had to do, you know, once they got past Turner, which good for them, but first base was open. They could just per- put Soto on, and they did. Um, and they got the ground out, and the inning was over. So the Nationals, you know, really lost out, and that's one of those errors early in the season that's tough. And I thought, you know, we saw Aguilar get up the home run. Justin Turner was on one. Uh, he got too much plate there with the pitch, and, and Turner made him pay. But the, the deal really is – you know, the Nationals, from what they got from pitching standpoint today, should have been able to win this game, and they weren't. It wasn't like they didn't get guys on at all in this contest. They were able to pretty much, you know, uh, put guys in chances to score. You know, they got two or three out of Soto in this game. Uh, Victor Robles, you know, not his best game, but he got on base. Luis Garcia got on base. Jonathan Lucroy was two for three in this game, right? So they got a plenty of chances, and um, they squandered them. And Victor Robles is a big reason why. Positive side, Joe Ross was really good. Now, they had to pull him because um, notoriously bad Joe Ross the third time through the order. I want to credit the guys over at District on Deck. I was, I was messaging with them this weekend. He sent me something from uh, Playoff Straws, the Twitter account, at Playoff Straws, that says 2.21 ERA, 1.04 ERA, 10.29 ERA. Um, that is Joe Ross's first, second, and third times through the order as a starter in 2019. So teams had got to him. It was his first start. They figured at 67 pitches at five innings, you know, it was good enough. And they could try to trust the bullpen. Uh, tough sledding for Avilon in that game. Um, but, you know, one run, like the Nationals should be able to overcome that, and they were not able to. Yet that is what great teams do. Second game um, in this in this series Nationals fall to the Dodgers 9-5. to So in this game, Patrick Corbin, and this is a big point for me. You know, Patrick Corbin's made available, and they decide to give him the start, which I don't agree with because, to me, it just made no sense. Um, and Patrick Corbin comes right off the, the COVID list. You know, I'm not really sure how good he was, and I, I didn't – read enough to really know what the complete situation was. But, you know, to me, they said, oh, we're activating him off the list. Here he comes. And that's a difficult spot for him, man. I know they were they were puzzled and didn't know what to do, and I get he becomes available. But, you know, he's not been available for the last, I guess, however many days it was, right? He was on that list. And so to have him in this situation, it didn't sit well with me. I know he's a guy that we trust in general, but that's a really hard place to come in. Um, and he got rocked. He went four and a third innings, gave up six hits, six earned runs, three walks, five Ks. And this was kind of the same stuff as last year, right? Not burying some of those breaking pitches enough, leaving fastballs too far over the plate. And uh, Corbin was laboring this game. You could tell it was it was a difficult, it was an uphill uh, battle for him. And look, the offense came to play a little bit. I mean, five runs, not a ton, but, you know, Urias is a guy who pitched pretty well last year. And Nats, you know, got nine hits, three runs. Uh, off of him and, and did, I thought, a pretty good job. And they got to the pin a little bit late. I mean, uh, late in the game, you know, they brought Scott Alexander in the Nationals were able to get a couple extra runs. But the game was out of hand at that point. And so this is kind of a case where things are not working in concert. And, and yes, part of it is, you know, with the way the guys have prepared this year, right, with the way kind of things have worked. I mean, uh, I guess maybe Eric Fetty, they didn't want to throw him in this spot. Austin Voth was available. They could have thrown him in this spot. I mean... 
you could have gone a variety of ways. I just thought activating Patrick Corbin and just having him go, not how I would have handled that situation. Um, in my just in my opinion, but Dave Martinez knows knows more than I. I asked a couple people. I thought it was a bit unfair to put him into that spot, um, and I just I just didn't really agree with it from that perspective. But the Nationals, you know, they, they could have had more runs. They left nine on base in this game, and I know it was good to see Juan hit the two home runs. We really do appreciate that, you know, as Nationals fans. Good to see him back, but they're not going to be fully back until they can completely, on a day-to-day basis, protect him all the time because uh, this is one of those games where, you know, especially down, they were, they were allowed to pitch to him, and Juan was great. He was three for five um, in this game and had the two home runs. Uh, excuse me, two for five with the two home runs in this game. So, you know, that's what you got from him. Uh, he and Trey have not been the most consistent in tandem. So I think, and we'll move forward to today's game. Today's game was a good example of that. 3-0 loss for the Nationals. So Trey um, Trey is the one kind of, you know, pulling the offensive load today for the Nationals. And, and he goes 3-4 for four on the day. Juan goes 0-4, which is totally fine. It's allowed to happen. But just the fact they weren't able to get those guys, guys both going in concert uh, was a struggle. And so... Um, Ryan Zimmerman, obviously, too, had a tough day. He was 0 for 4. Uh, but, but the real story here was Kershaw versus Scherzer. And Clayton Kershaw was great. Six innings, five, uh, six Ks, five hits allowed. Whenever he was in trouble, he seemed to get out of it. He seemed locked in. I think he remembers what happened last time he played the Washington Nationals. And he had ideas on making sure things did not go well. But Nat Scherzer, pretty good. Six innings, um, three hits, one walk, five Ks, one earned run, 90 pitches, through six, but that should still be good enough for the Nationals. You know, one run, and you get him from Scherzer, um, and you got to be able to bring some of the offense this game. Nationals, 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position, seven guys left on base, and this is a lot of what's happening so far early this season. You know, a lot of these teams, if you're watching the Mets, have had a problem leaving guys on base. The Yankees have had somewhat of a problem of leaving guys on base at times. Um, you know, a lot of the East Coast baseball I'm watching, you know, the, the guys just have to develop a more. And even the Marlins is watching that uh, Jacob deGrom outing yesterday. You know, even the Marlins struggle with guys on base. They, they put some pressure on them on deGrom and weren't able to. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not just um, not just the Nationals struggling so far with runners in scoring position. And uh, the Dodgers weren't great the entire series either, but the Nationals really just couldn't make any headway in this game. And, um or in, in this entire, I mean, this entire series, they couldn't make much of it. I mean, getting shut out in two of the games and scoring three runs in the ninth of a relatively uncompetitive game is, uh, is you know, not where you want to be offensively at this point in the season. I thought Scherzer looked better today. Um, it's a good lineup. I mean, we know it's a great lineup that he faced, and I thought he navigated it pretty well. Um, you know, the, the early stuff, like, it's okay. I mean, you know, giving up one run, I mean, we saw the bad version of that. He gave up four or five and still settled in. He gave up one here and settled in. The Nats have to support him, and... This is kind of what I want to get to here in one second. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll kind of talk about mentality uh, moving forward because, yes, the performance right now has not been good enough. But the Nationals don't deserve a mulligan, but we have to be honest about where this roster is um, moving forward at this moment in time, right? I mean, I think this can be a good team, but they're not fully healthy. We'll explore that and kind of the attitudes we should have moving forward after a quick break from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Guys, football is football and basketball are over. Football, we're almost ramping up now. Draft time is coming up. 
I'm sure you can bet on that at betonline.ag. But the NBA, NHL, golf happening uh, right now, mixed martial arts, awards shows, reality TV, whatever it is you guys want to get some action on, you can at betonline.ag. Go there right now. Use the promo code Locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Locked on. You'll get a 50% deposit bonus with your first deposit. Once again, promo code Locked on at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so I want to talk about some of the fan attitudes that I've been hearing. Okay, so I was talking with the district on deck guys, and they've got a pretty good following. And they said, I love how negative Nat's Twitter is. Place is already imploding. Got a text from our guy, Connor Jones, last night. Uh, you know, he's been on the podcast a good deal. He was upset. And look, I know a lot of you all are upset out there right now. Here's what I want to say to you. We knew this beginning stretch for the Nats was going to be tough sledding from the get-go. The Mets, Braves, uh, Dodgers, uh, Cardinals all have designs on being playoff teams. They were all just playoff teams one year ago, save the Mets. You know, the, and, and the Mets... And we saw what they've done with their roster now. It's it's pretty impressive. All right? That series doesn't happen. When you couple that with the fact that the COVID pause, they, they got hit by and didn't have 10 guys. Like, I don't really know if people watched a whole lot of basketball this year, but it took some time for guys to get back to being themselves. And even if guys were just contact traced, because they're not really going to say who was contact traced, who had COVID, to what extent it is bothering them, all of those things... You have to understand it's going to take some time to reacclimate. Um, you know, guys like Tanner Rainey don't look as sharp. I, I expect a guy like Brad Ann probably won't look 100%. The Nationals had to bring in Jonathan Lucroy and had Trace Barrera also catching this past week. I mean, guys, Lucroy was not even a thought. You know, the guy was, you know, uh, cut elsewhere, all right? I mean, the guy you know, wasn't playing baseball elsewhere. The Nationals are now considering uh, keeping him around right now because he's done so well. But guys like Luke Roy and Stevenson's the fourth outfielder. He's played every game so far, I believe. You know, Carter Keeboom is not supposed to be in these games. Luis Garcia, guys, you all know the deal. We love Luis Garcia. He's going to be a really good big league player, we think. Not meant to be playing out there a whole lot. Jordy Mercer, Hernan Perez, uh, you know, they brought Mercer, and as soon as he was activated, they put him in there. Perez, not a guy who's supposed to be every day, right? We saw him in left field. We saw him playing middle infield. This team, you know, no Schwarber and Bell yet. Those two guys have not been out there yet. Eric Fetty made a start. That was not the plan. That was not supposed to happen like that. Um, you know, Patrick, they didn't know who was going to start last night, and they ended up going with Patrick Corbin just as he got off the COVID pause. So what I, I want to express to Nationals fans out there is, look, I know they're one and four, uh, one and five rather, but this was expected. Like this roster right now is not going, and especially the pace that they're kind of coming together. I mean, this thing is there's no continuity. They're having to throw this thing together. They add Jan Gomes back. You know, they're they're slowly having to add guys back, and that's what makes it so challenging. So, you know, playing the Dodgers and the Braves, and the book, the Braves are about to win at this moment in time. They've won four straight games. Uh, they might sweep the Phillies. You know, they, they took two with the Nats, and the, you know, there's a chance that they could sweep the Phillies. Not sure what's going to happen there, but still, they're going to win that series regardless. Dodgers, obviously, we saw how good that team was. The Nats were competitive at times, but look, if this whole roster is not together, they can't finish the job. They can't win those games. I mean, that's, you know, consistently at least, they're just not going to be able to do it. Uh, you can't throw Patrick Corbin out there all of a sudden expect it to go well. It's against a team like that. You know, it's unfortunate. But that's kind of the luck of the draw that the Nationals got the schedule they got coming out of the gate. And so what I'd say to everybody is 
I don't know, you know, I, I've said before to you, I don't think they can fall into a hole and climb their way out of it. Um, at least, you know, a 1931 hole. And I don't think it's that bad. But the Nationals, you know, if you want to evaluate this team, just wait until it's all back. It's not fair to evaluate this team right now. They, they plan on playing a whole lot of Bell and Schwarber, guys who are meant to help in the middle of that lineup to allow guys, you know, like a Starlin Castro, like a Zimmerman, like a, you know, it depends on the case, but, you know, like a Jan Gomes, you know, help those guys be back end of the lineup guys, not guys who are, you know, put towards the heart of the order to really help out in big situations, you know, against really good teams. It's just not the way this team was, was built from the outset. So while they're going through it, and while they've got the injuries and the bullpen trying to put everything together, you have to practice patience. Do I you know? I don't know what the finished result's going to look like, but at least allow them to have the finished result and then give it some time to gel. These guys need time to recover. I mean, this is awful, the fact they're ramping up towards regular season. And for a lot of these guys, you know, they have either gotten coronavirus or their contact traced, and so there's kind of a revamping towards this period. And so we saw elements of what makes a guy like a Patrick Corbin really good last night. All right, we saw elements of why Juan and Trey are so good at times. But they need time to work together to get it going in concert and actually get everybody back together. So this is not ideal. It's going to take some more time. But I think everybody needs to calm down. I've seen fans, you know, seeing people get booed across the board and we're like five to six games in is a joke. It's such a joke. You need to, this is not football. This is, you know, this is not college football where, you know, there's only 12 or 13 games. The NFL is 16 games. You have time. Now, the Nationals don't have a ton of it, but acting like you can somehow evaluate this group right now um, is ludicrous. Like, the fact that they're putting guys like Lucroy and Garcia, and look, John Lucroy has been awesome, but that's not how, that's not who it's supposed to be. This is not what their plan was. So let them actually have that plan come to fruition and then give it some time and see what the Nationals can do. See how good the team can get once they're together and once we feel like they're fully back and healthy again. Um, and I, I think freaking out, it's a bit premature right now. It's I know last season didn't go well, but you have to give this group a chance to, to coalesce and come together. Um, I will criticize when I feel that there is you know, a right time to criticize uh, about this group from a whole. But the job that David Martinez is having to do right now is extremely difficult. And look, I'll criticize parts of it, sure. But the, the job he's having to do right now, piecing this stuff together and not knowing when guys are coming back and not knowing the condition which in which they are coming back to him in, that's, that is the, you know, that's just a really challenging spot to be in. So I would say reserve judgment until we feel like this group is fully together you know, and, and even when they still have all their guys back and we feel like we have a lineup that resembles what we were projecting for the opening day lineup, they're still not all going to be right. And so give it a little bit of time after that and then evaluate the team. Yes, their spot in the league might not be very good, but if this group plays well together, we've seen Nationals groups before make that climb. Not saying it's going to happen, but, but if you're a fan who's upset right now, give the team an opportunity to get there. All right. It's not fair, but it's the car they've been, you know, they've been dealt and they've got enough talent in this team to win at a certain clip. Do I think they make the playoffs? No, I already said that before the season started, but they have a chance. They have a roster good enough to make a run at it. Hell yeah. Let them get back together and let them see what they can do. You know, the idea that, that 2019 feels really far away. Sure. It does in the moment, but this group needs some time to coalesce. Like I said, and especially don't have all the horses left. Look, if they can go, on the road, I know it's me asking a lot, but they can go on the road if they can get maybe a, potentially work their tails off to get two wins in St. Louis. 
All right, you feel a little better coming home. Your record at that point in time would be, what, three and six? And then you have a little bit of a home stretch, all right? Uh, and even if they don't, they've got time to get it back together. Not a ton of, once again, not a ton of time, but, you know, th this is a this is a, a, a just an absolute murderer's row of a schedule that they've been dealt. And so we'll talk about the Cardinal series when I come back. But I just wanted to share that, that the baseball freaking out, man, it's it's like a bunch of SEC fans. And I'm not saying people this podcast who listen to the show are the ones being upset, but, I mean, people are getting booed across the league. There's a whole lot of contention, all right? Just you got to be patient. This is not a... This is not a sport that rewards people who overreact. You'll, you'll, you know, you'll be, uh, you'll die of, you know, stress before the end of the season if you're acting, living and dying with every single start and pitch and whatever. You got to give this thing a little bit more time and allow it to at least come to fruition and then see what it could bear at that point. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's take a look at this Cardinals series the Nationals have coming up Monday through Wednesday, three games set in St. Louis. We'll take a look after this break. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar out there right now. You guys have heard us rave about it now for months. This is your chance. Go and try it right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-2-0, and get 20% off on your next purchase at BuiltBar.com. Guys, Built Bar is, once again, the low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all their bars. Once again, promo code is locked on 20 at builtbar.com. All right, let's take a look now for the Washington Nationals' upcoming schedule. Uh, Three-game set in St. Louis. We'll take a real quick look at this. And once again, starters 100% set. We'll have to see how things go. John Lester not back with the team. Obviously, Patrick Corbin not at 100% yet. But three games in St. Louis, Monday at 745 Tuesday, 7.45, and then Wednesday, a day game, 115. Strasburg versus John Gant is what's scheduled for game one. TBD versus Flaherty in game two on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, it's Joe Ross against Adam Wainwright. I mean, I'd say maybe on Tuesday, this, the plan there would be you give some run to Eric Fetty in that situation. Um, but then, you know, they're going to be able to hit some kind of a normal groove uh, this weekend, you hope. They can hit some kind of normal groove this weekend uh, as, as they, you know, kind of get this rotation back together. There's kind of waiting for that chance to get um, to get John Lester back in there, you know, get him back into the rotation and healthy. It's Cardinal team right now. It's not played too bad out of the gate. They're five and four so far on the season. And for them, obviously, a big addition is Nolan Arenado. So they're pretty set when it comes to the quarter, corners, when you look at Goldie and Arenado. Some questions for them in the outfield. Um, they dropped their last two games in Milwaukee, or versus Milwaukee this weekend. So uh, they won four straight, then dropped their last two to get to five and four. They've played the Reds, Marlins, and Milwaukee so far. So uh, Nationals close out this road trip. I know. I think you just go and reset, try to go 1-0 tomorrow to use that cliche right but yeah I, I think that's kind of the deal there I, I think you know just kind of reset um, and tomorrow you're able to get Strasburg on the mound you feel confident and we'll see if they can provide some run support and also to keep keep a look let's see who gets back because there should they should be getting some of the guys back and 
and we'll see how they look. You know, obviously, once again, I've been preaching patience, but let's not act like it was all bad. There were some positive things that came from this weekend. Uh, not all is doom and gloom. So, you know, this episode, we'll talk a lot of X's and O's later on down, down the season, guys. We'll talk a lot more ball later in the season, but right now it's all about the Nats getting healthy, getting right, and getting the actual team they want onto the field. No, no disrespect to the guys who are out there right now, but once again, they had some ideas about who they wanted on this team. Uh, they, you know, they put the team together, they went through spring training, they created the roster, and that roster, those ideas got ripped to shreds by the coronavirus, which happened. So once again, patience, patience, patience. Three games set with the Cardinals coming up here in St. Louis, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, please stay safe. <laughs>